Learning to pray like Jesus. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving on today to a new chapter in the Gospel of Luke. We're going to be in Luke chapter 11. And today um, we're going to be encountering one of Jesus' teachings on prayer. Um, and this teaching came at the prompting of his disciples. They, in fact, very directly asked him to teach them how to pray, and he does give them a model for how they should, uh, an example for how they should pray. Um, now, prayer is uh, such an important part of anyone's spiritual life, but I think sometimes we get confused about what prayer is and what prayer isn't. Um, prayer primarily is an avenue by which we connect our hearts with God. Um, it is a form of communication where we express our feelings, desires, needs, concerns uh, to the Lord, um, and where we also take time to wait and listen. And often uh, what comes back to us in prayer is silence until God is ready to move, until God has an answer, until God is prompted to speak something to life into our hearts by way of his Holy Spirit. Often the response we get to our prayers is silence. But I know that in unpacking my prayer in the Father's presence and bringing my desires, my wants, my concerns, the issues in front of me to the Father, um, I feel that his presence is alongside of me. I feel that um, the Father is listening. I feel that he cares. And the very act of prayer centers me and calms me and does something in me that I think is very important. And I think that's why the Lord calls us to pray. It's one of the ways that we practice our relationship with God. It's a way of relating to him. And so it's very important in that sense. Um, some people are very formulaic about prayer, and uh, in some ways I think uh, sometimes we make it far too hard. Um, I have determined that for my own prayer life, um, I must keep it simple. Uh, I'm not a, a person that takes a, a big list to the Lord that just rattles off thing after thing after thing, person after person after person, um, but I will bring people to the Lord uh, throughout the day as I'm thinking about them or as I'm aware of a situation. Um, and often my prayers uh, come in short runs where um, I'm just saying to the Lord something I'm feeling, uh, something I'm concerned about. Would he meet me in something as I'm going through a meeting or a, an appointment or uh, journeying through some feeling or some emotion? And uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not kind of a list prayer. I'm more of a very... Um, intuitive prayer. I sort of pray what comes into my heart or on the basis of what's concerning me most. Um, I would encourage all of us to look at simplifying our prayer life and making it less something formulaic and more something genuine that emerges from our hearts. And I think that's what Jesus would encourage too, based on what he teaches in uh, Luke 11, 1 through 4, which is going to be the focus of our time together today. Well, if we're going to be learning from Jesus about prayer, why don't we go before the Father in prayer and uh, ready our hearts for what the Lord wants to say. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for a new day. Uh, The Bible, your word promises us that every new day your mercies are new um, and your faithfulness is uh, great. And so, Lord God, we we give you thanks that you are first uh, faithful and true to your promises and that the promise of each new day is the promise of new mercies. Um, Today's a new start. Uh, The problems and um, issues and um, things that tripped us up yesterday don't have to be that way today. And so, Lord, we give you thanks for that. We give you thanks for this fresh start and help us to make the most of it as we seek to connect with you uh, and as we seek to make connections for you in the world as we go about our day. Father, would you lead us into all of the things that we find on our particular uh, plate today, uh, that the things on my to-do list uh, will be better and more meaningful if I include you in them, and the things on my friend's to-do list will be better and more meaningful if they include you in theirs. And so, Lord God, help us to put you at the center today and to see our our living moments through the lens of your eyes and your heart and your purposes in the world. Uh, Lord, we do ask that you would teach us through your word today as we study it together. Give us receptive hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Luke 11, uh, 1 through 4. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Now, the words of the prayer Jesus taught his disciples is one that we've grown very accustomed to. We call it, um, we call it the uh, Lord's Prayer, <laughs> uh, suitable name for that prayer. Um, and we call it the Lord's Prayer because this is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Now, you have to understand the relationship between Jesus and his disciples was very um, consistent with the relationship of any Jewish teacher, any rabbi with his followers, and that they would ask him questions and ask him to teach them how to practice their a life with God is not at all uncommon. In fact, it's very consistent with the relationship of rabbi and followers. And uh, in this particular instance, Jesus was training a set of followers that would be world-changing, world-shaking leaders of the first century Christian church when he would go back to be with the Father upon his ascension following his resurrection uh, from the grave. And so the weightiness of the things that Jesus is teaching his disciples is different than the weightiness of the things the typical rabbi would be teaching in that Jesus was instituting a brand new covenant between God and people. Um, Jesus, who is uh, God, the Son, came to earth on a mission, and that mission was to prepare a people to go and pronounce the gospel, the, the announcement that the kingdom of God is near and that God is welcoming every person, not just Jews, not just Gentiles, not just men, not just women, not just free people, uh, but every person. And in that culture, that would be a radical message 
that the way to God was opened. And so when we see Jesus teaching his disciples, he is teaching them to prepare them for how to live and how to minister once he's gone. And this is no different. And so I love this teaching because if you break down this prayer, one, there's a simplicity to it. But there is a very simple sort of um, formula that he offers, but not in a wooden kind of way, in a very authentic kind of way. And uh, he says that we should address our prayers to the Father. And uh, then we should express um, back to God his holiness, his his uh, worthiness of being worshipped. Hallowed be your name. God, you're holy. And we are not. And we recognize and we come in humility before you, holy God. And uh, bring your kingdom. Lord, would you have powerful impact in, in this world? Would your kingdom be alive on earth as it is in heaven? And there's also the invitation to be vulnerable. Give us uh, each day our daily bread. Lord, you're our provider. Uh, without you, we have nothing. And then there's the call to recognize our need for forgiveness. Forgive, forgive us our sins and help us to forgive those. Help us to let those who have harmed us off the hook for the sake of the kingdom. Um, letting people off the hook means f- taking the venom of our feelings out and forgiving them so we can move on from the event of the pain of whatever they've done to us. If relationship can remain intact, maybe the, the lines of trust have to be redrawn. In some cases, forgiving means we let them go, but relationship radically changes or ends because having them in our life is not a healthy and safe thing. Um, but we forgive them. We genuinely forgive them in the spirit of Christ so that we can move on and we're no longer burdened with the venom of our feelings toward them because of what they've done for us. Um, and then the closing part of the prayer is, Lord, lead us not into temptation. Lord, would you shield our lives from things that would tempt us to walk away from you? Would you shield our lives from things that would trip us up and cause us to fall prey to the enemy's uh, sinful temptations? Uh, would you set a hedge around us? Would you protect our spirits? Would you protect us, mind, body, soul, and spirit, so that we don't fall into the trap of the enemy? This is a great prayer. And if we pray in this kind of way each day to the Father, it's really an invitation for God to go to work in our lives. It's an invitation for God to to be lifted up in our lives. And um, it focuses us, it centers us on living for and walking with Jesus. And I love this prayer. Many churches pray it on Sunday morning, but I think all of us could look to include it in our regular prayer life And we would certainly see wonderful impact if we begin to pray more consistently in line with the things that Jesus recommends. Uh, We pray to the Father. We announce that he is holy. We announce that he is good. We recognize his majesty. We recognize his glory. We offer him glory. Uh, We invite his kingdom. We ask him to take care of our needs. We seek his forgiveness and the courage to forgive others. And then we ask him to put a hedge around us that he might protect us spiritually from falling into sin. Great prayer. I want to encourage you with these words today, my friends. Thank you.